How often do you find yourself calling or thinking a relationship is toxic? I know I find myself doing it quite a bit, especially on Instagram. I'll see some crazy ass posts like, my man can cheat on me respectfully. Like, what is that? Like, seriously, what does that mean? Even the definition of what that means, I still need another definition. <laughs> like, it just confuses me. And I'll see other things in that same category that makes me think, this is some toxic ass shit. People are in some really toxic ass relationships and they're okay with it. It's like they sign up for it and it baffles me. But then I realized that was pretty judgmental of me. So I started questioning what is considered toxic and why do people stay in these toxic relationships? Another question I pondered is, what patterns and traits should we look out for when we're dating? Are there certain tell signs that are very common and generic? I reached out to Alexis, a dating and love coach, so she could share patterns and toxic behavior traits that she sees the most when she's dealing with clients. The answers were, well, you'll find out for yourself. Horoscope, a podcast series that discusses the magical world of dating and relationships as a millennial. Each episode, I share my perspective on dating rules, stigmas, and trending topics surrounding love and love lost. Today, I'm joined by the oh-so-gorgeous and lovely Alexis. Say hello. Hi. (laughs) So, Alexis is a love and dating guru who helps ambitious women break the patterns that lead them into toxic relationships. Alexis is the owner of the dating and love coaching platform called Love Like. So, my first question to you is, what inspired you to become a dating and love coach? Okay, so... I always wanted to be some sort of coach, Mm -hmm. Um, and I always thought it would be like a life coach, but um, I kind of respected that I was really young at the the age that I wanted to start, Um, so I still had a lot of life to live, (laughs) you know, so um, I just started kind of like looking at the areas that I've improved in myself the most, and... um, how I've helped others the most or what area I I helped others the most. Um, And so it was definitely dating. Like I had a lot of trouble in dating um, that I worked through, um, just like attracting toxic people and being involved in toxic relationships. So um, being so perceptive and like able to understand kind of like complex situations and emotions and from like the psychological standpoint I guess Mm -hmm. and like being able to like analyze those to suggest like a game plan kind of to get the desired outcome in like specific situations like I feel like I've always been really good at that so that's kind of what inspired me (laughs) that's cool so what inspired you to start your own platform, Love Like, and what exactly are some services that you provide through your platform? Um, okay, so what inspired me? To start is, your own. Yeah, for Love Like. Well, yes. There's a lot of misinformation on social media okay. as far as, like, what true love looks like, like, cutoff culture is so real and like it is so So, like cutoff culture is just like I feel like it perpetuates this like not taking accountability for your actions I feel like it also leads to isolation it doesn't enable you to um, form like solid relationships and like a solid life in general so um and then it just avoids like taking accountability so I'm all about accountability and like help women to take accountability so that they can because like I feel like you can't control other people and um cutting off like I said leads to isolation so um I wanted to kind of teach women like the steps to taking accountability so that they can have the life they want instead of just like isolating themselves or like cutting off everybody 
thinking that it's their that person's problem and not their own. Um, and then, what was the second part of the question? Oh, what are some services you provide through um, Love services Life? Services I provide. Yes. So, okay, so I do um, dating profile revision. So, because <laughs> I feel like people, they, <laughs> it's hard. because like people come off so strange. Like they come off in a way that they don't want to. Like they don't even know it. But they're like, I'm like getting all these crappy guys to talk to me. And, like, there's not a, enough good guys out there, mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's really just, like, because I never really had a problem with that because I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm so good. Like, I know myself and okay. I know how to, like, communicate what I present. Yeah. Like, the best of you. Yes, <laughs> but, yeah, and, like, not even, like, just, like, oh, like, I'm this perfect angel. You all want me. Like, no, it's just, like, I know how to communicate my expectations, like, in a feminine way, though, that's, like, attractive. So, okay. um, but, like, still being authentic. And so I never had that issue. So, but I see, like, a lot of other women have that issue. So I try to, like, help them with that. And then, sorry, my voice is so bad. Like, I lost my voice every weekend. Um, and then also, um, I do like one-on-one coaching and consulting. So you can like, you know, the same questions that you would like go to your girlfriend and ask like, okay, here's the deal. Like, this is what he did, or this is what I'm dealing with or seeing in this person. And, um, so like, what is your take on it? Or like, what do you Mm -hmm. think my next step should be? Um, like it's kind of that. I'm gonna tell you, leave that motherfucker alone. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what that nigga like. Oh, you did that bullshit, girl. Let it go. He ain't worth it. Oh That's gonna God. be my advice. So don't clearly, look. I'm a part of. I'm so a part of cancel culture. I'm so sorry. It's so funny because I used to be like that. My friend sent me this meme and it was so funny. It was like, um, <laughs> like girl, he did this. Like what? And like she didn't even finish the sentence. And then the, it was like break up with him. <laughs> Finish like finish him <laughs> you're done he's done like I used to be like that so bad so I totally get advice. it <laughs> I totally get it but um no like I I'm really good at like listening to the whole thing asking the right questions okay. like get the the like the real real like I can see through even so don't call me if you want to be fake and you want me to like have be on your side because I'm gonna get like whether you tell me it or not I'm gonna get both a, both okay. sides of it to the best that I can but usually I get deeper than what you actually tell me so funny. um whether you like it or not and then and then like I give you helpful helpful tools to like move forward and like okay yeah um, and so that's one. And then the last thing is the deal to heal, but it's a six week, six week course. Um, you get 30 minute consulting with me each week. Okay. Um, but what's in the course is, um, really like getting to the core. Um, this is for women like who, um, have been involved in toxic, um, relationships like as a pattern. Um, and they <clears throat> want to like learn how to get through that so we mostly focus on just self-discovery building self-awareness and so that is like uncovering your values um um your wants your needs your boundaries um like also uncovering patterns um from your childhood so we talk about like attachment styles and like um messages that were perpetuated throughout your life um which i'm not going to talk too much in detail about that stuff um but then we also like teach you how to um shape your confidence developing self-love like what that actually looks like um reframing your beliefs like there's a whole lot of stuff and then at the very end you're just kind of like you've learned so much about yourself you're able to now like create this um big vision for yourself and the big vision um is kind of how you want your life okay and then we talk about like how he fits into that picture instead of like you trying to fit in to somebody else's picture yeah so that like the big vision i feel like is really helpful because it also helps you like stay on track when you're dating um to decide if someone is right for you or not especially for like ambitious women um it's very attractive to other guys and um you just like being ambitious like being a go-getter like being independent is pretty attractive to a lot of guys and um for somebody 
you know, it teaches you how to stay on track because um, I've been in a lot of situations where like guys really like me, but I know what I want and mm -hmm. what I need and they will be so like pressed <laughs> trying to get you. Um, and so, you know, to have that and to be able to say like, yeah, like I know that you like me and I think you're a cool person too, but that's not enough because I need X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Like that will save you so much time and effort and it energy. Does. So, yeah. So I was reading, a, um, I forgot the name of the book. It's so good. Um, but it's like pro-fem. And that's kind of what she was talking about. Like, as women, we're, I don't say taught, but like subconsciously taught. Like when a like man, take, take yeah, so a guy likes, like, you know, because we're, they're always, they come up to us. So mm -hmm. it's just like, oh, this guy comes to me, he likes me. So then I should talk to him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, I turn that motherfucker down. Girl, like, you know, it's like, <laughs> so listen, like, I have a story about this. Like, I remember, and I was just thinking about it. Like, I have to try to stay focused because my ADHD brain would be all over the place. But no, you're good. I was thinking, actually, when I was just saying this, that I was in this situation where, like, I knew, like, I started dating this guy, but I didn't really, really, like, like him that much. Like, it was cool, but he really liked me because, like, he could see, you know, like, all these things I had mm -hmm. going for myself. He was so attracted to that. And um, I remember even telling him, like, I don't, I don't think that, like, I remember being so triggered in the relationship because there was things that I have not, I hadn't dealt with from, mm -hmm. like, a previous relationship. And so, um, and I was just like, I don't think that I'm ready to be in a relationship right now. And he was just like, no, like, when are you going to be my girl? When are you going to be my girl? And I was just like, okay. Like, I just, like, I thought, like, <laughs> I thought that, like, him being so pressed or like um putting in so much effort, effort was like enough and that initial chemistry was enough you know and girl like we <laughs> we ended up yeah it's a long story but we ended up like across the country together just like and like in shambles and it's crazy because well anyway i'm not even gonna do that <laughs> but yeah <laughs> but i think so, that we're also taught that as well i know I've seen like, oh, the guy should want you more than you want him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, that's not fair to the man. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like he should want yeah. someone who equally wants and love him. It shouldn't just be like, oh, because he likes and he wants you so much. Because I've seen like, oh, girl, he likes you. Just go ahead and talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, like that's legit. I just know. not a like, fucking that is not <laughs> Like, girl, he a good catch. He like you. Girl, See, go ahead. Go, that's like... why you need a dating consultant, okay? <laughs> because, yes, they will steer you in all types of directions. <laughs> I feel that. Oh, okay, so I feel like we're already in the episode. But before we, like, <laughs> fully get into this topic please tell everyone where they can actually reach you at alexis okay so you can get me on instagram at love like with five underscores really just like instagram and my website okay which is learn love like com and those will be in the show notes if you forget or if you don't want to have to like backtrack um but i loved your name so when I seen it on Instagram, I thought it was intentional. Mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of like um, Wale song, L-O-V-E dot dot dot. Like I yeah, thought it was... Yeah, you said that before. I, I, like, I really thought that was so intentional. You know it just weren't. Like, don't tell no one else. Yeah. Y'all yeah, forget that y'all heard that it was so intentional. <laughs> like she had this whole love like plan when she came up with the name of it. Um, so I know as listeners, I have spoken about toxic traits in past episodes during season one and season two. But what I like about this episode is that you're here, Alexis, and so I'm actually able to have, like, a real conversation with someone. I think the other ones I did were solo episodes. Mm, okay. And I like the fact that you're not just a professional, but as you kind of touched base prior, that you've been through your own struggles of disempowering relationships. Mm. So I think that also brings a different angle to the conversation not just as professional but a professional who's yeah. been through it and worked through mm -hmm. the not trauma but I guess it is in a sense trauma so in your introduction you mentioned you help women break patterns that lead them into toxic relationships can you speak on some of the different patterns that you see there's Probably, I mean, there's like a lot of tumble around, but let's just, the top two, well, not the top, like the most common, but like the top two that I can think of off the top of my head mm -hmm. is like, um, and I used to do this a lot too, placing men on a pedestal. You have to explain that. 
<laughs> so when you, when you place a man on a pedestal or I mean guys can do it too like actually you know that guy that I was just talking about to, talking about he did that to me but then eventually I ended up doing that to him but anyway um so placing someone on a pedestal is like you see these good traits in them and it comes from like a place of you not feeling worthy um or good enough to have someone and it's like this dissonance where like you see the the surface okay and you don't understand that like everybody has a negative side to them like everybody has bad things about them Mm -hmm. like terrible things so no seriously everybody does so like no matter what they present or what everybody else sees like they have these layers um so when you place someone on a pedestal you're usually gonna like do certain things to attract them say the right things like avoid saying the wrong things you're gonna present yourself in a certain way and the reason this leads to like a toxic pattern is because you um you know that ends up unraveling like the deeper that you get into the relationship because okay so now you're doing all these perfect you're like perfect patty or whatever and then <laughs> I know I'm so creative perfect patty right? so <laughs> I'm just kidding so um yeah but you're like perfect patty and then um he's like in love with you and then you guys start going deeper and deeper and you know you either start to feel resentment or it feeds that part of you that doesn't feel good enough to really have like a good solid relationship with with a healthy person or somebody that you hold of like high value because you're not being your authentic self because you feel like you were yourself you wouldn't yes exactly exactly and then another one is um um like stonewalling Mm -hmm. and then raging so like stonewalling is when um somebody like denies or cuts off um, like an emotional connection to you out of like hurt or anger or resentment so they can like so lying can they can be more stoic with you they can be um like give you the silent treatment okay stuff like that um and what happens in a relationship when someone begins to stonewall um, it leads the other person to like act out in a really child childlike way because it triggers like that need for connection and you're feeling like unheard you you're doing anything to get that attention and that love back that you felt like you had in that person um, and so eventually like the more that they stonewall the the more likely you are to rage out and like okay. lash out and like almost like this like temper tantrum like a child <laughs> for real and then um but then the rage like triggers them again to feel hurt and so then like, they stonewall more i'm like this is a big and cycle it's just like a big cycle and then you guys are like just end up being so disconnected you feel like you can't understand each other you can't hear each other you know you're not being heard he's not being heard and it's just like you know, there's just a major disconnect. Girl, this sounds like one of my relationships. Girl, okay. <laughs> just like, uh, <laughs> I've been in one of those too. How about it? <laughs> I'm like, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yes, honey. And you can, like, actually, one of my relationships, I have both of these, actually. But, yeah, you can have multiple patterns in different relationships, but... Yeah, those are um, those are like the two main patterns I can think of off the top of my head. Are these the same in both genders? Like something that is it one gender may do uh, stonewalling more? Or... I think guys are more prone to do stonewalling for okay. sure. Why do you think that? Because like I think it's more natural for them to hold. Well, not natural. I'll say that it's more acceptable, or um, they are forced more to. Um, you know, they're trained that showing emotion is more feminine and that holding back their feelings or hurt is mm-hmm. um, masculine. So um, I think men are definitely more likely to do the stonewalling thing. Okay. And then women's emotions are, it's more accepted to be like outward about it. Mm-hmm. So they're more likely to- um, Be crazy. Be- <laughs> <laughs> and God, now I we're can- not gonna say crazy. <laughs> 
that is crazy. It's in not. the sense of when you're talking about like the pattern or how guys call it, like, oh, I like a crazy chick. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, they're like, oh man, I love a crazy chick. And you're like, yes, but I hate like I hate <laughs> that guys just chalk it up to being crazy because it really like it simplifies matter. It pl- it like puts a shame. Shameful okay. tone on it. That's I know. It. I hate to get so preachy, but no, yeah, you're good. It's good. Like, because some people, some females, like oh, I'm crazy. Like it just depends. Because some females, females will come out and say, like, "Oh, I'm crazy," and you're like, "Yes." I don't think that's healthy for you to walk around saying that you're crazy. <laughs> and I don't think do it's healthy think for a man. It, they to think- really feel empowered by that statement, though. Do you really feel like they feel like, yeah, like I'm a crazy bitch? And no, like, I think it's a front. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. I think because they probably been called crazy so much, they try to they try to embrace it mm-hmm. and they try to make it more such of like a positive thing without having without I guess doing the work without mm-hmm. hiring Alexis through Love Life and <laughs> going through the deal to heal, working through these issues. Right. <laughs> but, you know, but yeah, I think you that's know, what it's it like is. A, a thing too. Like okay, so when I was in a really and um, I agree with you on that statement by the way, but um, like thinking about it. I was in a relationship like that mm-hmm. where, okay, so when I was younger, I had hella anger problems, like hella. <laughs> like I would just like, I mean, I would definitely, I could see why people would call me a little crazy, a little crazy. But um, like, I, but I took accountability, <laughs> right? So I took accountability for that and I like really worked through that, right? I learned how to communicate through anger. I learned like, you know, my boundaries and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Then I got into a relationship where it was a beautiful, healthy relationship. It was magical, like wonderful, right? But the guy's tendency when he felt hurt that I didn't see before until we got really deep into our relationship so that he could feel that type of hurt from me was how he handled it was stonewalling. And, you know, initially, like, I would communicate with him through that yada yada. But eventually... Like, he ended up triggering in me, like, and this was, like, seven, eight months into our relationship where, like, I started yelling again, and, like, and I'm, like, dude, I thought that I worked through this, like, and so I felt, like, damn, like, am I still, like, messed up, you know? (laughs) It was just, so I'm saying that to say, like, you know, he was really triggering for me because he refused to, he thought that that was a healthy way for him to deal with his um, emotions, and so, like, he couldn't hear me. He was not working on that actively. And so, like, you know, there's, there's like, that's all you can do is just leave it at that. I ended up breaking up with him because of, you know, stuff like that. Um, and, like, realizing that, yeah, like, th- this is not my fault because the last time that I, I'm trying to think the last time I ever lashed out was, like, in that relationship. Okay. I don't do that. If you look, like, I don't do that in any other scenario, mm-hmm. like, whatsoever. Like, yeah, so if you, if I, like, I looked at other areas of my life, and I'm like, this is the only area that, that you know, that this is happening. So, you know, it can't be all me. Okay. So, I do not subscribe to being a crazy bitch. Just, you know, <laughs> just know that if you keep trying me. <laughs> I'm gonna get angry. It doesn't mean I'm crazy. There's a difference. <laughs> I'm sorry for the like. I swear, I go on like rambles. So we've been talking about this for a minute. I want to ask, how do you define a toxic relationship? I define a toxic relationship as um, just something that's not conducive to your growth within that relationship. The effects of that relationship um, oozes out into other areas of your life um, in a negative. It has a negative impact on the series. So, like, self-esteem, family, friends, work, like, you know, those things. Okay. So, I was doing some research to get prepared for our conversation because... You are professional. <clears throat> it wasn't like one of my homegirls coming up here and we just talking about it, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I pulled a definition from Dr. Lillian Glass, um, who is a communication and psychology expert. And she defines it as any relationship between people who don't support each other, mm-hmm. where there's conflict and one seeks to undermine the other, where there's competition, where there's disrespect and a lack of cohesion. Mm-hmm. So, that kind of touched on some of the stuff you said. You said growth. Mm-hmm. And you can't grow if someone doesn't support you. Um, but. <laughs> so do any of these traits sound familiar from any of your client past relationship, your past relationships? Because 
when I was reading that definition, when I found it online, I was just like, yo, this is very true to one of my prior relationships. Mm-hmm. I did, and it was always a conflict. It was, we were never on the same page, like ne- hardly <clears throat> ever. Like we would have like a good moment and then almost every good moment was followed by some traumatic bullshit. Like almost every single time. It was like oh, never consistent. Yeah, so do any of these awful. traits sound like familiar from your patients or the people that you coach? My patients? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said from the phone. From your clients? hospitalized for this shit. No. <laughs> You need real help. <laughs> Probably do <Real>. shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so um, yeah, the, what you said, like the undermining thing, mm-hmm. like yes, but <clears throat> when you said undermining at first, I was like, mm, I, don't, I mean, like I see why it's toxic, it, mm-hmm. absolutely. But um, I'm like, that doesn't seem like it's very common, but actually, it is. It is. Uh, competition. I, I don't know. Competition. I feel like can be healthy sometimes as long as there's not those other factors like unsupportedness and then undermining mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of them kind of like coincide with each other yeah so. yeah i've never seen well i mean <laughs> i never heard any of my friends tell me they were in like a comp- competitive relationship yeah i think i, I see I you do that, yeah really i hear that from clients a lot because like you know like some of some of, i'm not one of those competitive like women at all like I, I compete with myself but I see that a lot in, in like the clients that I have because yeah. a lot of like really like like especially in corporate America especially like I feel like African American women they have to be competitive with <laughs> others like you know because of society we're not gonna get <laughs> you feel me though um but um yeah so and then also, like, they'll meet guys that are also like that, and then they're just, like, reciting resumes to each other, and, like, just kind of, just, like, you know, it's just too much. That's like, a lot. In the dating. Yeah, yeah, so. That's a lot. Yeah. Oh, Lord. So I do see that, like, the competitiveness. I thought that was, the, like, out of everything, I was like, oh, that one is, like, the least common. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, disrespect, obviously, right? You're like conflict a lot of it I mean some conflict is good you like have to communicate but I was like where there's competition I'm just like mm-hmm. are we like what is it what's frenemies and I'm like are we like frenemies in like <laughs> high school I'm like oh you're doing so good and back in my mind I'm like I gotta be like I would okay no so but it, people I mean, I mean in, it doesn't always have to be in the workplace I feel like it can be in other areas like I pulled an interesting statistic for you and it was from loveisrespect.org. And it states, college students are not equipped to deal with dating abuse. 57% say it is difficult to identify, and 58% say they don't know how to help someone who's experiencing it. So I wanted to know your overall thoughts on that stat. So I feel like, yeah, it's really hard to identify. It is, it's really hard to identify. And like, as far as like, trying to help somebody out of it it's it's even harder because like you love you love somebody you see them like making the wrong decision you see mm-hmm. and you're just like you get you tell them once you know what to do basically <laughs> you tell them like dude like you're this is bad and then they they try to listen and then they don't you said this before and I was just like you can't like I said, like, you can't really help them because it's, like, you can't make somebody do anything, True. you know? You really can't. Um, but I've started to think about, like, what you can do to empower them okay. through those situations. Like, research, but also my personal experience mm-hmm. um, and kind of, yeah, how to bring someone out of that. Um, and, like, a lot of times we get frustrated and we just start like hammering you know like your thoughts on it and um they feel that like sense of frustration like basically the bottom line is first of all when you get into a toxic relationship I don't care what it is who you are like that's rooted in like lack and fear so um you know lack feeling like you there there isn't the perfect person for you out there um and so you like 
skip over red flags and you just push brush things under the rug um, and then just fear that you're not good enough or you're not worthy so like I thought of three things um, that someone did for me and that I think like really helped pull me out of like a bad relationship okay. um, and her name's Denise I love her she is my angel. You got. You might know her from um, the show called Thicker Than Water. Have you seen that on Bravo? Mm-hmm. So, there were like five seasons. I think she was in three, but she's like the aunt. I grew up with all of them, but okay. um, she's like my mentor and like my angel. Um, and she's a, a relationship uh, coach and therapist. So okay. She's like totally in my like field. Um, but first of all, she loved me like okay through above everything she loved me and she showed her love to me you know and like it's one thing to love somebody and like that's where you can feel frustrated because this person is yeah, like you not so doing the right things you know but to show love is something different and like you know she was just really there for me and through her doing that like being available when I call and just showing up like in love and not like with her agenda and not with like the frustration um um just really made me feel because like at that point like I was in such such a dark dark place and I felt like nobody loves me nobody's going to love me if this relationship doesn't work out like what is like what is yeah. life worth? Like, what is my life worth? So, um, yeah, just her just being a person that did love me and, like, showed me. Because I feel like I had my mom to talk to. But, like, everybody around me was, like, frustrated, you know, or, like, mm. annoyed or, like, didn't have time or, like, weren't showing up with love. And so I just felt like, you know, I didn't feel loved. So she loved me. And um, that was, like, the the most impactful thing because it showed me that I am lovable and mm-hmm. that people do love me even like through the darkest things. And then um, like building their esteem um, is another thing, like showing them that they're, that you know, what they're worth and highlighting their best attributes okay. and, um, and not like the superficial things like, oh, you're so funny. Like not things that everybody else sees, like especially as a friend, you can um, start to really be mindful or look out for um deeper things because they're going to respect your opinion more because you are a friend because you have known them longer so um just like telling them um you know you're you were so kind like I I remember a time that you did this for me and that just made me feel so good um or yeah (laughs) you know or like you know what I remember that time that you did that for somebody and like that was so cool if you like that made me really respect you or whatever like you know build their self-esteem so that they know like yeah I do actually have admirable qualities and so maybe I don't need to be in this relation you know maybe this relationship isn't my only hope or maybe I'm better than this relationship you know, and then um, speaking from personal experience, instead of like I said, like getting frustrated and like telling them like you need to do this, you need to do that. You're not a professional. You are their friend. I'm sure they respect your opinion a little bit, but you're not a professional. So they're in the back of their mind. They're like, okay, so this is like, <laughs> all right. So, like what I've learned to do with my friends, even though I this is in my field, like mm-hmm. with my friends, I don't come to them like you know. X, Y, and Z. Even, actually, even in, with my clients, I don't do that because I just feel like it's unpersonal. Um, so, I like, tell them kind of, like, personal experiences, like, um, or a time where I saw somebody else doing something. So, like, yeah, I totally get how you feel, and I've been in that situation before, and, like, I totally see why you feel that way. Um, and just looking back, I feel like this is what I did differently, and so now I have this perspective and like, you know, it kind of shows them that there's like a light at the end of the tunnel where there's like a process that can possibly oh lead them and it's like thought provoking, you know, it just encourages them to like look at things that they could be doing differently. Um, I like that a lot. Yeah. So it gives them like a little bit of a optimistic edge. So yeah, cause I don't, I don't do that. 
friend and like I love and think the world of this girl and I was actually talking to one of my friends today or yesterday about this and I was just like yeah I'm just getting so frustrated (laughs) I'm getting so damn frustrated because x y and z and I just want this from this person I just want them to like date this kind of person and know that they deserve this kind of love and they don't deserve these bum ass niggas no more like you're above that shit and I'm just like I'm getting so frustrated and they're like why are you why does it bother you I'm just like because like I care yeah, I'm no. just like I can't tell you why you I care so much I just want you to, I want you to be like happy and healthy like yeah. I just and that's what I want so I just be like yeah. He like tar- you like tar. You don't, it don't even matter. And I'm just like it does because like you said, like you bring it to me one time. I'm like oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm really understanding. I listen. Mm-hmm. Second time, same thing. <laughs> listen, cool, understand. Third time, like, you working my nerve a little bit. I'm like I I done told you, but cool. I'm a little fourth time, fifth time. You be like girl, fuck that. Don't tell me no more. <laughs> don't tell me. I don't care. You gonna do the same bullshit again. Oh, yeah, and so yeah. listening to you is like oh god damn. It, I took like <laughs> I totally <laughs> took the wrong approach. <laughs> I made the friend. wrong turn. You turn. You turn. <laughs> like that was yeah. insightful because I just was having a conversation about this uh, yesterday. I was like, wow, yeah. like I could just be, like you said, just kind of show up. I show up, mm-hmm. but then I feel like they think I'm judgy. And I'm just like, I'm not coming from a place that, hey, I'm coming from a place that, bitch, I just want you to do better yeah. because you say you want better and I know you can get better. So I just be like, the look on my face be like, <laughs> okay, so what you gonna do next, girl? You gonna get it that's together? What, like that's what my like coaching courses taught me, and really, honestly, that's why I love Janice as my mentor because she's just like a prime example of just showing up in love. Like I just, oh, she's my little angel. I swear, she saved my life so many times. Shout yeah. out to Janice. Shout out to Janice. There you go. Um, <laughs> there you go. There you go. So even if you've never been in a toxic relationship, mm-hmm. um, I think that last snippet was really empowering empowering if you have a friend mm-hmm. not even if it's a completely toxic relationship like even if they, you see them going through like certain dating patterns and they keep talking about how they want to like do better or whatever now you know mm-hmm. you show up with love yeah what was the second i know the last one that's <laughs> <laughs> what i don't do so, so you show, show up with, with love. love you um wait the last one was speaking from personal experiences mm-hmm. and then the middle one though i can't <laughs> the middle one wait, is wait hold on let me see <laughs> Oh, and build their esteem. Build their esteem. Yeah, speak good on them. Like, you know, highlight their, their positive attributes, you know? Because they already feel shitty enough, you know? You don't need to make them feel shittier. You don't need to make I'm them just... feel like they're doing the wrong thing. I'm bringing myself up inside. I feel so terrible. I feel so terrible. I've been you going know? at this the wrong... I needed this conversation <laughs> because I need to know how to deal with people. And that's, like, something I had to work on, too, because, like, I can be very impatient, like, you know, like, I'm very solution-oriented, mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay, here's what you need to do, that's why I see you. if you don't do those things, then you're so You're not going to get a result, so don't come back so to me. don't come back to me, right. Did you but, do all these things? No, go back, try it again. Right. Do your homework. But, like, learning how to be, that's, like, I feel like... I don't like to like toot my own horn or whatever, but like, <laughs> I feel like that's kind of what makes me special is that like I'm very, I'm also very empathetic. And um, so like I've learned, I've had to learn how to like balance those, okay. those two attributes to where I'm like, okay, like I can totally understand. And also like all the studies that I've done as well um, in the coaching helps me to understand like the root of, of those things, but um yeah just balancing like the empathy and the love with like actual steps that you can take like to get through those things i like that i like that i learned something so (laughs) i'm good i got some takeaways now okay Um, (laughs) so because us females are not perfect what are some what are like the top toxic behaviors of females that i guess you that men should look out for insecure okay um victim mentality and then um being a slave to her emotions i i posted this um on instagram actually like the top toxic traits of women i feel like those are like the three i could like name uh, a lot but those are like the biggest things i feel like are most popular okay so i say insecure victim behavior victim mentality and um 
It's always one that gets... <laughs> it's always a one. What? Okay, slave to her emotions. Okay. So, um, I'll explain them. So, insecure, like, you know, I feel like oh, girls are like, it's more acceptable for women to be insecure. And like, you know, when it's accepted in culture, it's kind of like, it doesn't give us like motivation to work on, on that. Um, and I feel like... Being, I used to be debilitatingly, is that right? Debilitatingly <laughs> insecure. Um, so, yeah, that just it just affects like you're gonna feel exhausted because you're gonna have to constantly reassure her, um, and everything's gonna be your fault. Which actually, mm. insecure and victim mentality kind of like go hand in hand. But well, not necessarily. But um, they're both like rooted in like not being able to take accountability for for yourself victim mentality is like like oh I went through this and that's why I act like this and that's why I <laughs> respond like this and I know you've heard I've said that I've said, said that I've said that oh my gosh yeah I mean I've, we've all said it I've said it too but <clears throat> that just you know that just pushes the blame off of yourself and you know and then like again it's exhausting for men because then they have to constantly reassure, like, y'all not going to be able to go out nowhere. Y'all not going to be able to have, like, normal conversations because, like, oh, like, that's why I act like that because of this. Like, just, girl, no, like, you act like that because you have refused to take accountability yeah. and do the work for your, like, issues. So that's, so that's why you act like that. Because is- <laughs> okay. every time I said that, because I finally stopped saying that, like, now that I'm dating again. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Yeah. Because I noticed it's- Good Even job. like just saying That's it aloud, you just realize to yourself, you're like, okay, but like when the moment's like, okay, and right. like what's next? Like yeah. you either I'm gonna keep saying mm-hmm. this this trauma happened to me and that's why I'm this way, mm-hmm. or I can acknowledge that this trauma happened, deal with it, so I'm no longer that way. So I that's think after so like a certain amount of time I'm saying so it, I'm just like, let me just really like take a step back mm-hmm. and. When I feel like I'm being triggered mm-hmm. or something is like a trigger to me, just kind of like take a moment and just think about how I used to react when I was in that past relationship and realize, okay, that wasn't healthy. That's yeah. why we broke up. Exactly. And so it's like, okay, well, why am I going to keep I doing the it. same That's thing? That's like a part of the program. <laughs> oh, really? It's like, it's called um, turning L's into lessons and like oh, wow. thinking about, first of all, well, there's one before it. It's like identifying your triggers. Okay. Um, but then turning your L's into lessons, looking back at your past relationships that weren't the best and mm-hmm. like seeing how you can learn from those. I'm doing her class without even knowing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that's big though. That's major. Because a lot of a lot of women can't do that. They really can't. It's like Ooh. a hard step to it is, it's it. hard. It's so hard. Like even for me, like and I'm used to it. Like yeah. I, I always like I'm looking to be better like all the time. But I think this podcast <clears throat> made me deal with shit. Like, I don't think if I didn't run Tariscope, I would have dealt with a lot of trauma I had. Because when I come, I'm like, okay, I want to talk about this. I see something on social media. And it's like, okay, well, that seems weird. That seems strange. Or, and I sit down here. You see my note cards. And I sit down. And I start thinking and writing. And it just makes me reflect on certain behaviors I had. And I was like, well, damn. And so because of this, I dealt with it. Yeah, that's and good. not everyone writes their shit down. Or, yeah. like, thinks it through. Like, mm-hmm. I actually have to, like confront it mm-hmm. and in order to like speak on it and so because I have to it's like okay let me work through my shit <laughs> let me work through my shit so a lot of my episodes like some of the topics I choose because like I'm going through it and it's like well I don't know who else I can talk to it about with so it's like, okay cool, I'll talk to my microphone yeah. or like I'll bring in a professional or whatever bring in a friend so we can have like a dialogue but I already kind of dealt with it when I was writing the episode out mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm not, I would be one of those women as well who wouldn't have dealt with it yeah. unless I, like, was kind of forced to deal yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like we both got off track. <laughs> I feel like no, we both got off track. Okay. I mean, you were just, I mean, it was on topic. Because I want you to tell the last, the third train, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was well, the... Um, insecure. Victim. Slave to her emotions. Okay. Did I say that? We didn't, we talk, you said it, but we didn't talk about it. Okay, so slave to her emotions. We talked about insecure victim mentality. So slave to her emotions is, like... Anytime she feels triggered, she just, it's like game over. Like, she lost it. 
Like, she, she just has no control over, like, her feelings. So she mm. can't compartmentalize. I used to have this problem, Asia. <laughs> like, if I, like, bruh, if you, there was a problem. I, I heard it. With that bruh, bruh. That, that bruh, that one bruh, bruh said it all. Like, <laughs> said it all. If there was a problem, you're handling it now or else. Like, it was going into every area like seriously like I would like you know like if I was like sad or like shooken up about a relationship like that would carry on into work mm. like and I wouldn't be able to work like I'm in sales so like I wouldn't be able to work I would be just like I wouldn't be nasty to people I was I'm not like that but I mean sometimes I would be but not really um <clears throat> but yeah, it like flows into all the areas. Like you, you're not able to compartmentalize. You cannot. Like you have no control. Like and and if and God bless his soul if you're if he's like in front of you when you get triggered because you're like he's fucking done for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Can you like bleep that out? I'm um, looking at this new Alexis. <laughs> like, I can't. Ver- I can't visualize this old Alexis. It's so funny. <laughs> I love stuff like this because it allows me to like reflect so and it's just like unbelievable the person that I've evolved into it's just so crazy yes like I was like that for so long it was dead and now it's like dang like I can't even feel that girl anymore like I'm good you know what I mean like you know when you're like working through stuff and you're like Dang, like, oh yeah, like even in the moment where you re- you can recognize, like, oh yeah, I would have done this back then. <laughs> like, I don't, e- I can't even do that anymore wow. a lot of times because, like, it's just so like far, you know. It's like not me. Like, it was like not. It's just not. I me. like that. It's I'm not- I'm waiting to get to that stage because <laughs> I, I, I take a moment. I'll be like. Like, no, that's no, that's no, but that's, like, that's the old guitar. Like, no, <laughs> no, not, going. not like, doing that again. You're like, no, you're not, you're not like, going. See, I would <laughs> You lucky I was not me three months ago. Cause... <laughs> I mean, but three months ago with a mush in your head, you're like, no, Tara, like, no, don't speak on that. <laughs> you lucky. <laughs> like, oh my God. I remember, I remember her. So what are some toxic <laughs> traits that women should look out for when they're dating men? Mm-hmm. Blaming. I feel like a lot of guys blame because women are more, sorry, women are more like open to taking blame. Okay. Um, so a lot of men will like use that as a cop out. They'll blame women. Um, negativity. Um, okay, so I, one. I like this one because women like, Okay, so I see this, like, on Tinder a lot, okay, where, like, the guys are like, I'm sarcastic, yeah, like, I'm sarcastic if you can't do with sarcasm, like, you're not for me. Like, first of all, like, sarcasm, I just, like, that gets on my nerves because, like, you're, okay, as I said before, like, I deal with ambitious women, right? Mm-hmm. I deal with women that have something going, like, beyond themselves. And so, like, when you're an overly sarcastic person, like, sarcasm is cool, right? But, like, as a trait that you are sarcastic and, like, you put a negative spin on the world. Or you put, like, this jaded, not even necessarily negative, but this, like, jaded spin on the world. Mm. And uh, it just promotes, like, pessimism. It's just, like, it's not, like, a woman that's ambitious. She needs somebody that's, like, has um, an encouraging spin on the world. Because, like, when, you know, that those little, like, yes, it's a joke. Mm-hmm. But it gets, like, embedded in, it, uh, it can. In, your, in your core, like, in your daily life. So if you're seeing everything jaded, like, it makes moving forward and looking beyond you like that much harder um and moving through those like hard times that much harder so I feel like that one is like a gem because I feel like a lot of women like think like that's cool or like it's like you know they don't really think of it as like a negative I never thought of it as negative so when I was on which one was I on I was on Soul Swipe before and then the BLK app and like you said you see that 
Because mm-hmm. um, they love like the office and where they look, oh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> office, they think the office lover, sarcastic. And you're like, okay, cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I never thought of it as a negative trait until you just explained it that way. Yeah. Does so it make sense? It does. Like so I was like, wow. Because I would have never, you're like, okay, cool, you're sarcastic. Like, what else? Because, but, yeah, it's like, I feel like those are the types too that like will joke on you and make you feel like end up making you feel like insecure like later because you know it's like jokes just get to you it does. you know what, what I mean? did jay cole say it what was like something like saying? all jokes have like a little bit of truth though too yeah. like damn like that hurt like you're like oh you joking but yeah it might it could have been like an insecurity <clears throat> of mine that i'm kind of dealing with mm-hmm. and then you saying it kind of reaffirms that and you're trying to cover it by your joking mm-hmm. um and i know a lot of women think like that too like they like that quote that, that you mentioned mm-hmm. was like all over like <laughs> what were like all the cool stuff like back in the day um oh tumblr and tumblr <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking of tumblr all over tumblr like all over facebook yep. so like so i feel like a lot of people and especially women think like that um and so yeah like it's like why are you i don't know i just don't it's like i know it sounds like a personal thing but i really <laughs> no as you explain it it makes sense but yeah it i does. feel like it, it puts like a jaded spin it puts a pessimistic spin on the world and i feel like in general people like that are not the most encouraging they're not the most like optimistic and i i, I also hate saying optimistic because it sounds like you like see the world through rose-colored glasses when you're optimistic and you but I'm optimistic but I'm also very like analytical and logical like you can have you know you can have the be both yeah Yeah, you can do both you know you don't have to like be optimistic and think like everything is perfect all the time so but I feel like a an ambitious woman definitely needs somebody that's more on the optimistic side of the spectrum because you know stuff gets hard and like you need to have faith you know and you don't need to have that like negative spin in your life you know i like that one though cool and with the last one so we talked about blaming <laughs> I was um, we talked about the negativity oh and, and then i never said inconsistent okay so um inconsistency where he i don't know he'll text you for like a week every day every morning whatever and then all of a sudden he's like ghost ghost because he's going through it or whatever or um just not showing up in certain ways consistently i just feel like ambitious women need that like they need to have consistency and not because we're dependent on Mm -hmm. on a person but because we we need to have a support, a rock, and like a routine. Almost. I was thinking like, like I like I like having like mm-hmm. my life not planned out, with knowing that things don't happen. Cause like people think like, oh, I got like to have stuff like as a plan. Like I don't think nothing's wrong with a plan. Yeah. Knowing that things will like can change. You might mm-hmm. run late, whatever. But at least you know you have an idea of how you want your day to day to go, or you become used to or accustomed to it. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I want it to change? I like it now. Like, you did. You, you've been texting me every morning, so now I don't want you to stop. You know, I'm used to waking up with the te- good morning text. Like, if you didn't do it, I would have got used to it. Yeah, <laughs> so I, can I mean, see that. yeah, like, I'm not necessarily like, like just the text thing, but just, I mean, although it does only take two minutes to text somebody, <laughs> but we're not even going to talk about that. Um, I just feel like, it's just being consistent in who you are okay. is it means a lot and when you're inconsistent it kind of stirs up insecurity or instability is a better word i like that in your life so i was going to say is it i don't say is it wrong but i've been in situations where let's say someone gets complacent do you consider it the same as someone being like if someone kind of gets getting complacent the same as being inconsistent you asked the oh the question actually i don't think that it's acceptable like in my life i'm just like don't no like i always want to feel like you're fighting for me like i always want to feel like you know and i think that there's definitely times where you should feel comfortable with your partner like you know there's times that you should definitely like let your guard down and this is for me okay personally Okay, to answer your question, it's like complacency and um, inconsistency. Mm -hmm. Is it the same? 
I feel like no. I feel like it's not the same. Even though I feel like complacency has more of a negative connotation in my eyes, um, inconsistency is... um, I feel like inconsistency um, is like you're not being um, who I thought you were Mm. in the relationship, you know? Okay. So, like, when I I said inconsistency, I said, um, like, showing up as, you know, the same person or, like, showing up as a person that I love. Did that answer? (laughs) (laughs) The only reason I ask because I feel like in relationship, it's easy to get complacent. Mm -hmm. Like, once... Do you... How do you feel about complacency? I don't like it either. Okay. Because, um, like you said, you did... Well, it's more so I'm used to something, but I don't want you getting to a point or in a relationship. I don't want my partner getting into a point where they feel like they don't have to keep showing up the same mm, way. Yeah. They don't have to keep... I think what this new generation is current, like, spicing it up or whatever they like to call it, like, keep it spicy. But, yeah, like, I, you need to still, like, wow me from time yeah, to time, vice versa. For sure. Um, keep like the spark alive. And so I feel like when you become complacent, that's when it's just, like, you become so routine and there's yeah, no excitement in the relationship. Like, no, so now like, we're, like, now I'm looking at it. Now it just falls into a friendship. Yeah, and it's like, well, this isn't And that leads to beating me toxic anymore. traits, by the way. It does? Just being too friendly with each yeah. other. So, actually, that just affirmed my reason um, for not liking complacency. Now you have a solidified reason why you don't like it. Yes. <laughs> so, we define what toxic relationship means. We discuss toxic behaviors and patterns from both male and females. Now, briefly, I want you to share the steps to self-discovery and awareness, as well as speak on why these steps are so important. Um, so self, self-discovery, first of all, is a journey. It's not, like, I love to say stuff like that because, like, as far as, like, self-love, self-discovery, it's not, like, something that you attain and then you just have it forever. Mm-hmm. It's, you're always evolving. Um, you're always going through life. So that's a journey. It's a practice. Sorry if I'm <clears throat> super quiet. Um, so, like... I feel like a fun thing to do, um, and it's not like necessarily steps, but it's just things that you can walk out like in your day-to-day life, um, kind of like steps, but a little different, but um, <laughs> it's like taking personality quizzes, um, like just to get to know yourself mm-hmm. um, and know like what kind of people you're compatible with, so like the DISC. Um, the MPVI. Okay. MPVI is um, like motivations, preferences, values, inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, or motivations, preferences, and values inventory. So you get to know, you know, what motivates you, what you like, and what you don't like. That's and, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So like stuff like that. Love languages. And so you get to know like, you know, how you best um, feel loved and how you like to give love um and that all helps like for you to be able to better communicate what you want in a relationship and I also I like to talk to friends and family about like people that have known me for a long time like about who I was and like I like to get (laughs) stories and stuff like that because I I remember one time this was a pivotal moment for me um, I had just come back from therapy, <laughs> and I like this is when I was living with my mom, and I was like trying to work through something with my relationship. I remember like actually subscribing to like the bitch, like I'm a bitch, I'm mm-hmm. a bitch, I'm a bitch, and I was I don't know. She said something that made me ask my mom something, and my mom just started talking about how sweet I was and how like I used to like my mom's a nurse. And she worked, like, four four days, 12-hour shifts, 14-hour shifts. So whenever she would come home, like, I would, like, make her baths um, with, like, towels in the, in the bathtub and, like, candles and, like, um, make her, like, salt scrubs and stuff like that. And I would, like, give her massages and, like, play with her hair and stuff like okay, that. Okay, daughter of the year. No, right? No, I was far from it. Believe me. Believe me. I was a Sour Patch Kid. I still kind of am on the Sour Patch Kid. But, uh, like, sweet and, or sour and then sweet. But, um, 
Yeah, so it just reminded me of like how like kind of the walls that I built for myself, things I protected myself or like things I did to protect myself and like who I was and like when I was young and not uh, like damaged, I guess, for for lack of a better term right now. I know there's like, I have a word on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of it. So um, when I was like a little less damaged and um, and then ask yourself questions. I said this before, but like ask yourself questions like who am I like what kind of people am I best around like okay who, who are the people that I feel my best around what situations do I feel my best in or worst yeah and I feel like all that leads to like awareness which is the point of self-discovery that's the aspect of self-discovery but it leads to the self-awareness um so that way you're able to like understand who you are mm-hmm. um, and you can love who you are because if you don't know yourself, how can you love yourself? How can you love someone that you don't know, right? That's true. And, um, and that way you can communicate your needs, your expectations, and you um, know how to discover yourself. You also get better at uncovering other people. Um, and so that leads to like stronger, oh. healthier, just awareness of like what's really going on like beyond so what do you mean by uncovering someone else because i like how that sounds i have my own perception of that mm -hmm. but what exactly do you mean by that okay like if i'm just going off of an example for myself so like so just like how i said um you know i realized that i was mean because Mm -hmm. i was i had a wall up you know like you like something very surface like that Uh just to when you're like getting to know other people you can see you know oh this person is mean like I wonder what what else um like what they've gone through in their life or you know and then you can start to like ask questions or whatever not saying that you want to be in like a try to be in a relationship with somebody like that but that's just kind of like a surface like what I could think of off the top of my head but what were you thinking very similar (laughs) um but I really do feel like people don't ask the right questions when they mm-hmm. go into relationships yeah, yeah. with people. Yeah. And I think that's one of them. Work through your own stuff and your own past and your own trauma. When you Do you really start asking questions when you mm-hmm. feel like someone's triggered by something that you do or say? Or yeah. even, and I was talking to um, this guy and he was talking about his childhood and you just hear like the elevation in his voice. Like it was calm, we were chilling. And mm-hmm. then he started talking down and he was like, I'm like you haven't yeah. you haven't touched you haven't you haven't worked through that yet yeah, <laughs> because I was, I was yeah. like I'm like because yeah, and I was like you really. might might want you might want to work on that before mm-hmm. you know you have your own family of your own because I don't mm-hmm. you know you don't yeah. want those kind of traumas yeah, when you're having your own good. kids so I think I that, that that's what I was thinking when you said that <clears throat> I didn't know if we was on the same page or yeah no okay. and I love that you mentioned like childhood because I was as you were talking right before you said that I was thinking like childhood stuff because yeah like when you realize the effects of like your childhood or like past um events past trauma then you start to realize those things in other people mm-hmm. and like the way that they do things you're like yeah you're you like, haven't you, you haven't really that. resolved that and not all things are bad you know some they're not always deal breakers let me put that out there um yeah some things can be a deal breaker for you just depends on what exactly yeah. their trigger or what they haven't dealt with mm-hmm. um so just I don't want someone to listen to this episode and they're like, oh, damn, they're dealing with some shit. Let me go out. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. that, that culture that I told you I promoted. Yes, um, no. So, you know, yeah. but I mean, I didn't mind pointing it out and just kind of seeing what his reaction was to me stating, like, mm. I don't think you worked through that yet. Yeah. And then he's like, nah, I did work through it. And then they're like, mm, now nah, that right there is a red flag. Cause you can't even acknowledge <laughs> yeah. that you're still dealing with some shit. And it's yeah. okay to be dealing with something. But if you can't even, like, acknowledge it, then <clears throat> me, that would have been a red flag for my yeah, personal life. For sure, for um, sure. But, yeah, just don't – I don't want someone listening to me like, oh, somebody's dealing with something, let me, like, skate out. I got time for that. But to see where they are, I guess, mm-hmm. with it mm-hmm. and see if it's worth mm-hmm. it. See, see, where, yeah, see, see where, where you are. Like, 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 see where you are to see if you can even, like, yes. deal with that. And exactly. Then, That's part like, of self-discovery, too. Like, the more you discover, like, the more you know, like, your boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, your triggers and what type of people you're compatible with. So, yeah. Don't be welcome anything in your life, but don't be walking away like I used to tell people to do. Okay, so it's a map. <laughs> <laughs> so 
It's so. What should I like, break? Break up. <laughs> we did that. Gotta go. Hit the door. <laughs> kick him out. <laughs> like Tara, no. <laughs> I, I was such a hopeless romantic, and then like you said, oh. I was so damaged by the world. Oh. I was like, fuck that. These niggas. I oh never God, said these niggas ain't so shit, so but when I seen the ain't shit niggas, I was quick to call it out. You know, <laughs> like, oh, that shit nigga ain't shit. Leave him alone. And but oh. I would knew there was good men out there. I was just like, whatever. So <laughs> it was such a pleasure. It was such a pleasure having you here today. Um, are there any final words that you want to give? Any words of advice, words of empowerment, um, a shameless plug, anything you want to say before we go? <laughs> I'm so bad with speaking, like, on, like, off the whatever, like, see? <laughs> Let me think. Any, like, last encouraging words? You don't have to settle for where you are, like what you've had. Um, just always look forward. Um, you know, the world is your oyster. Like, like it's all in your hands. So um, just move forward. Take accountability for what you can control and let go of what you can't um, and what doesn't serve you. And, yeah. I like that. <laughs> oh, this is such a good episode. <laughs> so I want to leave you with something on my own that I found that I liked. Um, so it said, some people can stay in your heart, but not in your life. I know for me, I needed to hear that one time because I'll just keep people around that don't need to be around. Um, and as always, wrap it up, show it your heart, and keep the faith that love is out there waiting for you. <laughs>